Good morning, this is 2 Chains for the Big Go Bell Podcast. Um, this is actually going to be a really Big Go Bell Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big episode. Bell Podcast. I actually had some audio technical difficulties yeah, yesterday where I was um, sometimes muted out for about five minutes. The best told um, story um, leading into this um, WWE this the biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I was like, okay, okay, this has to be so this, was, this is our Wednesday, uh, April 18th episode. Uh, and the reason why it's on Wednesday is because on Thursday, um, the crew and myself, uh, we will be going to NXT DC. And um, also, we have Nova Pro Wrestling on Friday. So um, we pushed it up a day to make sure we got something out. Um, I definitely want to start off this episode by touching on the breaking news that um, broke in within the world yesterday. Not just wrestling, but the world. And the passing in the Hall of Famer, Bruno San Martino. Um, he passed away at the age of 82. Uh, Bruno San Martino is one of the most decorated wrestlers of all time. Um, he has a record that is probably never going to be broken, which him having one of the longest reigns in the heavyweight championship um and within his two reigns he held the title for a combination of 11 years uh completely remarkable um he has done other things such as he headlined madison square garden eight days after it um opened and um along with that he he also um sold out madison square garden a total of um, 311 times consecutively. And I mean, when you're talking about arenas in, in the United States, um, Madison Square Garden is one of the most famous and, um, um, and, and, and most world-renowned that, you know, anybody that knows anything in sports um, always brings up Madison Square Garden on that note. So um, when you think about someone that's able to do that, that's just amazing. I mean, you you may never find anybody able to do such a thing uh, currently right now. I'm, I'm sorry, that's 211 times. I, I kept keep saying 311 times, but nonetheless, you you'll never have anyone like to this day and age that will ever be able to do something such as that. Um, I sent out a tweet when immediately when I seen it happen, and um, one of the things I wanted to say was like a lot of people like to talk about their Mount Rushmores and wrestling and. You know, you that's you know a combination of their four best, um, the the four best wrestlers that of their time or you know whatever they watch wrestling for. But without a doubt, when you're talking about the best of the best, there's just one, and I like to you know equate that to the Mount Everest of wrestling, and that's Bruno San Martino. I mean, he is you know to of his time, which is before my time, he was the Rock, Stone Cold, Hogan, and all of them all to all put together in one. He was the Italian kid that took the chance of um, moving to the United States and uh, reinventing himself. Um, he dealt with bullying within uh, high school, so he got into professional bodybuilding. Uh, Vince McMahon took a look at him and immediately knew that he was a star. And um, he's, you know, broke numerous records in bodybuilding, such as, like, bench pressing 569 pounds and squatting 715 and deadlifting 700 pounds. I mean, just completely, um, um, just 
remarkable in everything he's doing. He's best friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger, who uh, put out a really, really touching tweet about him. And, um, you know, with all the muscles and accolades, he, he alluded to him having one of the biggest hearts of anyone he's ever met, he's ever known. So um, he would definitely be missed. And, um, um, and, um, and everything that he's done within um, the rest of the world, it, it, it would be nothing without him currently. Um, our next subject that we touched on, um, which um, I'm going to cut back into the audio because um, it, it started to pick up here, was we move on to, into the next subject, which is the Superstar Shakeup, which happened this week in wrestling where, um, if anybody who's not familiar with the Superstar Shakeup is, is um, basically uh, Raw and SmackDown, they traded, um, they traded roster talent over... And some people appeared on Raw, some people appeared on SmackDown. So um, we talked a lot about um, the transactions and, um, you know, what what we were expecting, you know, reactions and all that other good stuff. So um, I'm going to cut back into that audio, and um, thanks for tuning in. Rate, review, and subscribe. Go ahead, Will. All right. Um, <laughs> I, I put it this morning when the news dropped. For me, uh, it came across as Bruno is – the first WWE legend, without a doubt. He, he, it all starts with him back in May 63. And I mean, you, and with modern times, obviously he's before all of our time, his, his heyday. But I mean, May 63, he wins the title and he doesn't drop it to 1971 to Ivan Koloff. <laughs> and he only drops it in 71 because he was tired and needed time off the road. That really puts it in perspective that he was the man. He was the man of New York, and he there was no touching him. All right, so let's let's get in, um, get into it. Let's talk about the superstar shakeup. Now, you know, b- before we get started about the transactions, I want to say that um, one of the first things that kind of brushed me the wrong way was the fact that um, you know if people were supposed to switch rosters, which were SmackDown to Raw and etc., I think like. One of the negative things that I did not like about it was the fact that some people did double duty um, so that, you know, some people were on both Raw and SmackDown. And I thought that if you switch rosters, then you should just go to your show and that and that just be it. I thought the selling factor on basically saying like, oh, yeah, well, just because they're here today means that, you know, they're not here um, uh, tomorrow. Um, and, you know, they, it should have just been you know, go to your respective roster. I mean, that's kind of nitpicking in a sense, but it is what it is. That's just, you know, one of the big things I didn't like. And then, um, you know, it just it just felt like they, they kind of snagged the legitimacy of this actually being a, a, a movement with transactions that really meant something instead of it just being, I don't know, whatever, something that's thrown together. But um, nonetheless, um, um, I'm, I am pleased about the moves, and um, um, and I think that, they're building for a good, strong year uh, for their respective brands. I, th- I think it was pretty fun when right out of the gate, Jeff Hardy shows up and uh, wins the U.S. title from Jinder Mahal, who I was expecting to move. And I was thinking as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, they're probably going to have him take the U.S. title right back with him on uh, the way to SmackDown the next night. And that's exactly what went down. They had him get the belt, take it right back over, and the U.S. title stays where it is and – Jeff Hardy goes over to SmackDown away from his brother and doesn't have to be brother Nero. And 
Jinder gets to start cutting promos on Raw, where it's definitely more of a character-based show. Well, I, I guess the <laughs> it was interesting that Reby uh, Hardy came out on Twitter and said, uh, and answered a question saying that, you know, somebody said, do we need Jeff? And she said no, and WWE seemed to agree with her. <laughs> yeah, uh, by the way, I had some sound issues. I didn't realize my mic was down. I, it's funny, you guys can hear me, but it's not projecting out. But um, hopefully most of that is uh, fixed now. Um, yeah, that that I thought that was weird, too. But I also think, like Will said in the beginning, I thought it was a smart thing because um, um, the injury might have been a little um, inconvenient for the storyline for the broken or woken Matt Hardy thing. Uh, but like like I called, I thought Jeff Hardy, upon coming back to WWE, uh, was, you know, on target. And he also spoke about saying that, you know, he still had a singles run left in him. So uh, why not, since this has been the year of making people the Grand Slam champ, why not make this the opportunity to put them on separate brands and um, go after the, the one uh, title that he's never had? So they immediately do that. And I think this is a good look uh, for, you know, Matt to continue his um, his broken, woken thing on Raw with Bray Wyatt and um, Jeff is still part of Team Extreme doing his thing for right now. So um, I'm, I'm definitely cool with that. And and on the, on the contrary, too, uh, whenever they do decide to take it back down to Cameroon, um, you could just have him appear like he did the first time. And, you know, that's good enough, you know. They got Brother Nero in their back pocket whenever they need it down the road, when, when Jeff Hardy needs a refresh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, gender, gender coming to Raw is a, is a big thing for me. Um, um, like him or hate him, I'm definitely happy that, um, he's, uh, being put on the A show. I, I believe he should be within, within the top tier of some of the best heels on there. I mean, he, this guy still generates like maximum heat. Um, I think Vince McMahon still has big plans for him as well. And, um, and, um, and, you know, talk about com- combat story or redemption story, so to say. He was just a guy in 3MB, and um, he, you know, toned himself up and, and so on. And now look at him. He's he, he's a big deal. Well, the problem that I have with Ginger Mahal, and, and I agree with everything you're saying, it's just that I don't think Vince McMahon actually believes in him uh, to the extent that you think. Uh, when Ginger wasn't, you know, working too well as champion in his – uh, the, the surprise, the shock value kind of wore off. They pushed the panic button and went, and he went like, you know, anti-American foreign heel almost immediately. And then that didn't work. And then they kind of didn't do anything after that. So, you know, putting him on Raw, kind of giving him not necessarily a repackage, but a restart. Realistically, it doesn't do him any good because this black hole known as Brock Lesnar is uh, the champion. And if Jinder Mahal is a championship contender, uh, it's not going to happen while Brock and uh, Roman are the only two people worthy of the belt right now. I think uh, I think Brock has six months with WWE. Um, that's to fulfill his suspension uh, with uh, uh, the UFC stuff. And then Roman, obviously... Uh, carries the title for a while, but he has a few with someone. I think Jenner is absolutely the person to go with here for the next six months of the uh, of the year. I mean, it, it, it could be, um, uh, you know, and that depends on what they what they do with Roman. Um, I, I don't think he'll ever get the uh, the hardcore, not even hardcore heel, 
but I don't think he'll get the, the cocky heel uh, CM Punk uh, type of persona that people want. Um, but I, I do think that it's possible, going, especially going into SummerSlam, that if whatever they do with Brock and Roman over the summer, which seems to be the feud of the summer, we can't forget about these people that they brought over, like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, like Jinder Mahal. And I think that they just are just waiting for the two big guys to get out of the way so that they can you know, take their turn. And I don't think it should be that way because like, I would love to see what they do with Chad Gable on, on raw. I would love to see what they do, not necessarily with Baron Corbin, but these are guys that were given pushes on SmackDown in a way that we can see, we know what they can do. Will they be given the ball to run with it is the question. Just to complete the list of everyone who's moved over to Raw, we had the Riot Squad. So we had Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, and Ruby Riot. Uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, as you said, Zack Ryder, Fandango, Tyler Breeze. So um, um, the Fashion Files is now on Raw. Natalia, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. McIntyre obviously is coming up from NXT. Uh, Baron Corbin, you have the Ascension. Um, Bobby Roode, Mojo, Mike Kanellis, and Chad Gable. So. Um, 19 people made it over to uh, Raw. Uh, were any other thoughts on Raw's uh, moves? On the Raw what? side, there was a pretty... See, Owens and Zane were a pretty big move on, on that side. I found it interesting that they closed the show with Bobby Roode. Because it doesn't... I'm not sure what they're doing with him. Now, I've heard a number of people kick around the idea that maybe they're going to go with... Maybe he'll turn heel pretty quickly now that he's over here because this face run doesn't seem to be gaining much traction. And obviously they got the U.S. title out of the way now, so he's just kind of there. And there's only so much, I think, that they can do with that darn, you know, he's a theme song and he's a robe. And you take away those two things, he needs something more now. I think the sizzle is wearing off, and he needed this refresh. And I'm just curious if that refresh is going to come in the form of uh, maybe a little heel turn. Well, I, I agree with you. And I think that the case with Bobby Roode is that his theme song and his robe are more over than he is. And that's a, you know, one could argue that that's a good problem to have, but it is still the elephant of the room. Even if he does turn heel, like Asuka turned heel towards the end of her NXT run, no one cared. <laughs> and that didn't like necessarily help her standing. Um, so what will they do with Bobby Roode? I don't know. Uh, I, I would like to see him, you know, I, I would chase a main, a major title. You know, not not a mid card title. You know, not you know. I think he needs to be in the champion. Well, that got weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think we lost one. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, I see we're going trying to get that fixed. Um, I will say that I am intrigued about the Chad Gable move. Um, they obviously seem to be high on him again. I thought his little singles run that he had before was intriguing. Um, I hope this is not to repair him and Jason Jordan again. I'm not no. interested in that. No, um, no, no, no. Yes. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. I mean, everybody has already talked about how symbolic that is to Diesel and Shawn Michaels. So, <laughs> I mean, if it works, it works. Um but nonetheless, I thought that was an impressive debut that they had. Um, so 
you know, Raw moves look looks pretty interesting. And again, Raw took a lot of people who had nothing going on on SmackDown and um, brought them over. And um, hopefully, it gives them a new feel. They're in front of a new crowd. They they they're not, um, you know, they they they're not giving that mellow tone after two hundred five live or or <laughs> after uh, superstars. superstars. They they, they get, get directly. Um, the spotlight. So, you know, you get the raw crowd and you you go out there and perform. So, um, other than that, I don't think I had any disappointments of anybody that should have went to raw. I will say that I was disappointed that Sasha nor Bailey went over to SmackDown. Yeah, that definitely definitely caught me off guard, too. I wasn't expecting that to happen the way it did. I figured most likely they were going to either go over to get – probably go over together and do their feud. But the way things went down Monday night with them getting interrupted by the Riot Squad, now I'm like, what, are they going to have them team up and keep doing a program together against the Riot Squad? I mean, that the way they brought in the Riot Squad really kind of – through the Bailey and Sasha situation for a curve with me. So I'm curious to see where they go with that. Cause it's like either they're feuding or they're not feuding. So it's like pick a direction. So, so SmackDown did get um, Jeff Hardy, um, who is the United States champion. So that, that, that belt pretty much stayed on SmackDown. They got Manny Rose and Sonya Deville. Um, I will say that they were not brought over as absolution. So, um, it looks to be some singles things going on with them. Uh, Samoa Joe is here. D- probably the biggest surprise of all moves for me. Uh, Big cast returns. Uh, Oscar st- stayed. I don't even know how that's even a, a surprise. Uh, Luke Gallows and um, Carl Anderson are back. The club is back together. Uh, guess we'll have some mischief with them and, um, and AJ Styles uh, teaming up again. Um, and 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 the funny thing is, they're all faces this time. So I guess that <laughs> I guess that does work. The bar is there. Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, R Truth is there, even though he do, he's not aware he's there, but he is there. And uh, Demiz is um, was brought over as well. So oh, how did I forget? I uh, you's going you's going to kill me if I name this. <laughs> uh, we did get Sanity being brought up from NXT, um, and they were tagged as. Um, Eric Young, Alexander Wolf, and Killian Dane. Yes. So Nikki Cross was not mentioned there. I wonder what's up with that. Um, and you have Andrade Cien Amis and Z- 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 Zelina Vega coming. So that's hot. <laughs> I mean, we wanted that. That's hot. I'm definitely excited about that. Yeah, and uh, a lot of those people, like like Almas and Zelina and uh, Sanity, they just showed up in you know vignette form. So we did not get a proper debut on the show for them yet. Um, as you mentioned, I'm totally with you on Samoa Joe was the biggest surprise, especially with uh, him being on the show the night before doing all that stuff with Roman Reigns. So <laughs> that was that was by far the biggest surprise. Um, in my mind, SmackDown uh, they they got the good stuff. I mean, Jeff Hardy, The Miz, Samoa Joe. I mean, if you trade them off and uh, you're just giving away Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin, <laughs> Kevin Owens, I mean, I think they got the good side of the deal. Yeah, I mean, it's well, all dark you hear. Um, I mean, again, to be, to besides be fair, just the, the, the disappointment in uh, some of the women talent from Raw coming over, uh, SmackDown definitely got, 
the better deal here for me. And I and I when I say the better deal, I'm not going to say strictly just over talent, but just over the pieces of the puzzle um, for future storylines and, and intrigue as well. As far as what what what, what happens moving forward, uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate much, and, and say that we don't know. Had nothing going on. And now you got to try to make something with them. Hopefully, like I said, the crowd um, buys it to them pretty much easier. But these other people that's move over to SmackDown pretty much can get the crowd over, the, uh, can get over the crowd easily, and um, and should not have you know any setbacks dealing with the SmackDown or Two or Five Live people. So, um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm looking at it. Yeah, just Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, and Oscar, only women that came over. So that leaves them with Becky Lynch, who God. <laughs> they 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 could not <laughs> throw Becky a bone. <laughs> that girl cannot get a transfer over to Raw, and it, it just it kills me because now it really feels like that she's like condemned for the next year to just being like Charlotte's sidekick, who like you beat Becky in route to get in your match with Charlotte. And that's another weird one that Charlotte stayed. We had the whole idea that, you know, they'd be building a Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. I guess they could come up with another way of getting to that involving, you know, the Royal Rumble or something, if that's the idea of how they're eventually going to get to WrestleMania next year. But they're keeping them apart. They got them on separate brands, instead moved over your buddy Natalia that you call. (laughs) They they moved over Miss Kitty over there to be uh, Ronda Rousey's best friend for the moment. I guess they're probably going to, do something without probably lead to a program since that's, I guess, her sparring buddy that she trains with. So it would probably lead to solid matches, at least for Ronda, as she's starting out. Yeah, it keeps Ronda away from Oscar. It keeps Ronda away from Charlotte, who are on the upper echelon of the women talent um, in WWE. Uh, so I think it makes sense. I mean, when you get when it's time for Ronda and Charlotte to tangle. Um, like I like I said, we'll we'll get some friction around the, the Survivor Series um time, and then maybe something around the Rumble, and then ultimately we end up getting WrestleMania 35 with them, um, near or at least or or maybe even headlining uh that that uh next year. So I think it's I think it's fine how they did that, but I mean again, I'm just looking at SmackDown and their faces. Charlotte, Oscar, Naomi, Becky Lynch, Nikki Bella. <laughs> Part-timer Nikki Bella, if she's yeah. officially there or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you have Carmella, the iconic. Dude, I didn't even know. I didn't even name that they came over. I forgot about that. Yeah, they came, oh, came last up. week. Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, so I guess that really does count. But, yeah, they got the Iconics. Um, then they got Sonya Deville, Manny Rose, Selena Vega, Lana, Tamina, <laughs> it's an odd I mix. Know. I don't know. I, I can say for right now, I think Carmella's going to hold the the, the the championship for a little while, yeah. um, until something makes sense. I'm not sure who steps up. Maybe I, I don't know. Nikki Bella, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, you look at the Raw SmackDown. It, it's a whole different field over there. Like, it's 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 it's. it's, it's I'm I'm I am, I'm gonna say this. I am surprised that Dana Brooke didn't get moved either. Well, I think they got they like the role she's doing with uh Titus Worldwide. So maybe if they moved them all as like a full set, maybe. But I think that's that's done good for her. 
being in that role. So she's not just working matches and it's getting, like, giving her an opportunity to showcase some personality. But, but move to do what, though? She has to showcase really something because she hasn't been doing anything. Right. <laughs> she's, she's begging. Like, she literally is, is asking for chances. And they're just, I mean, she didn't get the Elimination Chamber. She barely got the Rumble. She was in it for like a hot second. I don't know. I think that her being moved over probably would have gave her a refresh, and that probably could have worked. So. Um, anything else on the on the on the shakeup right now? Uh, I think we hit all the the big main things. I mean, yeah, I think the 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 over the overarching theme for me was I'm really excited about the future of SmackDown for the next couple months. I mean, especially I me. Mean, we were already excited. I was already excited with Brian Danielson. You know, Daniel Bryan being back. Yeah. But now it's like he's got even more matches available to him now that they moved over. I mean, God, imagine a show with Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Nakamura, Samoa Joe. I mean, all of them like hovering around the top of the card. That that's a that's a main event scene that you could do that could take you all the way through the summer. Yeah. Um I hope hopefully people are are really not so worried about Daniel Bryan being back now. And now that these other pieces of the puzzle is around, people are more intrigued about the matches he can have instead of the the, the potential of him being re injured, you know. <laughs> um I, I will say off the record or well whatever. Shelton Benjamin on the singles run, I'm very intrigued here with that. Um I've I've always been a fan and I think that the tag team thing was probably to help Gable. A little bit, probably. Who knows? Probably on some, you know, back backstage or traveling, whatever it could be, to polish him a little bit. But Shelton Benjamin um, is definitely one of the most athletic wrestlers of all time. Like he can do it all, and the fact that him and Jeff Hardy got a match together. I mean, the feels there. Were, I mean, it was so it was so nostalgic. And considering that um, those two in the same brand, that we may potentially get a Money in the Bank ladder match with them two again. I mean, that's that's that could be that could be fun. Shelton's definitely a guy that you can plug in anywhere, whether it's in a singles role or in a tag team role. I mean, there, there's I can't think of like, you know, things you can't do with him. Yeah. He's definitely a great utility guy. So, yeah, and that mid card scene with the U.S. title there, that that can be really darn loaded, too, with uh, between him, Jeff Hardy. Let's see who else we got in that mix there. Those, as far as the SmackDown mid card level, of course, how they moved over our truth. Don't forget our truth. And then, oh, now, of course, Andrade. Now, I see an almost is coming. Does he start out like in that kind of mix right there? And of course, Rusev's been in there. So, there, there's. SmackDown's got depth. They really got a lot of depth on that show. Yeah. I I, I definitely do think they, um, they have potential to become the most interesting show, as they did after the draft last year for a while. Um, and then, I don't know, ratings um, obviously said otherwise. But um, if they can keep this, mo- if they can pick up the momentum with the, the, the moves that they made and um, actually start building some storylines, I mean, they they might be the must watch on Tuesdays over their Mondays right now. Um, what do you think they do with Braun Strowman that he didn't get moved? A lot of people saw that happening and it didn't. I think they do have. I would think there's going to be a slow build here. I think my my theory has been that Roman gets the belt now at at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Brock goes away to serve as a drug suspension. And yeah. start concentrating on training and stuff. I don't think Brock sticks around after he drops the belt. 
Um, I think right. we start a long, a slow build to Braun and Roman at SummerSlam. I mm-hmm. think I, my my feeling all along has been that Braun's best um, road to the world title comes through beating Roman Reigns. That I figure is the best scenario for him to get a really hot win with a lot of emotion where the crowd will be behind him. And if you're going to put the title on Braun, you do it by having him go over Roman. So this is so the whole thing of the the greatest world rumble is all because of getting the right reaction for one night. <laughs> for one night. So it took it took all of the money in the world and all the all the oil money in the world for Vince McMahon to finally figure out how to book this match. <laughs> in a nutshell. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue there. I think in the meantime, I I think that, uh, well, do do we have much of the information about what's happening on Backlash? Uh, well, well, they're supposed to, Samoa Joe was saying he's gonna take on a uh, uh, Roman if he wins the belt. That's what yeah. they were teasing, right? And I'm guessing that Jinder Mahal gets his rematch with uh, Matt Hardy. Is that is that what's happening, or is that happening at the Greatest World Rumble? Actually, the backlash because they were acting like Jeff was still in play for that no, to be a. No, they do have they 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 do have Jeff Hardy and Jinder Mahal for the Greatest World Rumble. So that's next week. Uh, okay, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, yeah, that's I, I'll be interested to see how that's how that's going to go. All right, before we before we get to that, let's talk about um. Let's clearly talk about what had the internet going absolutely nuts this week. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait. I can't wait. So Nikki Bella and John Cena breaks up and everybody is heartbreaking. I mean, we got people saying if they can't make it, love isn't real. Uh I mean, oh, everybody's ready to sell their house and 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 move from the country just because of this. First, first off, now, Jamal, are you back? I think I hear him. He's working on it. He's working on it. Ugh. All right, let's 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 talk about this now. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they broke up and this has become such a enormous headline everywhere, and I mean. I, I maybe only see one tabloid reporting anything John has said. <laughs> but every other time I look online, there's a different quote from Nikki Bella about her saying that she was extremely heartbroken. Sources near them have said that um, she's not handling it good. Obviously, that's a reach. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, come on now. If you know if you know anything about John Cena from watching any of their shows, you can tell he keeps a really tight niche so you think somebody's floating around he's dropping on like the friction between them like that doesn't even make sense um obviously um nikki said that she once thought that she was pregnant by john cena's baby oh um it's just so much stuff is all of a sudden coming out but um let there be no mistake that amongst these headlines and uh amongst these headlines that E has been the source of a lot of these. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if I put one and two together, E reporting the news, E is also 
stirring up the drama. Total Diva re- returns in two weeks, I believe it is. It's coming. It's coming up. It's coming it, up. It's, it's definitely season three of Total. Uh, I'm sorry, Total Bellas right. is returning. <laughs> um, um, I was at Access on the Sunday show, and the Bellas came out, and they was talking to uh, Mike Rowe, and they talked about how the Bellas had a good 2017 as far as with Bree with uh, the baby, Nikki with the engagement. So this was two weeks ago now, or two weeks ago to the news. And um, she's like, yeah, she's engaged, show a ring, she's happy. And then they <laughs> talked about, so what can we expect for season three of Total Bellas? And she was just like, well, it's going to basically, basically be about um, how uh, being brought into the relationship, seeing their hard times that they go through and how they get through it and stuff like that. And um, just, you know, just about how difficult wedding planning is and all that other good stuff. So, you know, that was, that was the first seed planted about um, the interest into it because yeah, you you know, a lot of people, if you look at any of uh, the other Kardashian shows and stuff like that, they do good ratings because people like love stories, the wedding shopping, planning, all that other stuff, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but then you add some controversy into it, and then America sold. I mean, America loves drama and controversy. It's it's just it's just what we're built on right now. So let it be no mistake that two weeks before this show debuts, this comes out, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean it's being reported everywhere. Um, I'm not sure if I should say this is a work, but this is absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely I can't wait to see the numbers, the number of viewers that that uh sees uh the episode one gets. It's got it's gonna be out of this world. <laughs> well, that night when the story broke, I immediately said, you know, everything in pro wrestling is a work. Now, I don't know if you go so far to work your own wedding getting called off just for publicity. I did find it interesting that they had kept it very secret and very quiet that apparently they were about to tie the knot on Cinco de Mayo. So we're less than a month out and Mr. Hustle loyalty and respect kicked out at 2.9. <laughs> Jamal, are you, are you with us? Are you hearing us? Yeah, I hear you. Um, there we go. Cool. Making sure you're back. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. I'm taking it all in because, you know, we just proven that love isn't real anymore. Um, <laughs> So while you guys were going on about Cena and um, Nikki Bella, I pulled up an article from FoxSports.com Australia, and uh, basically it goes over the 75-page contract that Nikki Bella had to sign to move in with John Cena. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the contract reads, and I'm quoting Fox Sports. Only 75 pages? I think that was the second draft. (laughs) There was some renegotiation that had to go on. Right. It's, it says, and I quote, although I do not wish to be formal, I do not want there to be any misunderstanding regarding your presence at the home as my guest. <laughs> In the event that I ask you to vacate the home, you agree to immediately vacate the home and remove any and all items you have brought into the home as soon as possible. Uh, Cena said on a Today Show at some time, quote, I was very abrasive and stirred and she had to sign this huge, crazy agreement just to come into the door. Uh, you know, and Cena also said Bella signed the agreement, quote, totally without question, and it made me feel super bad, which you should have, but it also made me realize, like, this is the 
one young woman that I would like to not get let out of my life because she says, quote, I'm with you because I love you and here's proof that I'd like to be here. So needless to say that uh, they said on the Instagram, uh, quote, after much contemplation and six years of uh, being together, Nikki Bella and John Cena announced today that their decision to separate as a couple, while this was a difficult one, we will continue to have a great deal of love and respect for one another. We ask that you respect our privacy uh, during this time in our lives. So, so here's the thing. Rusev and Lana made it. Mm-hmm. Savage and Elizabeth made it. <laughs> Naomi and uh, or Jay Uso making it. Um, Tyson Kidd and Natty making it. Miz and Maurice. <laughs> uh, Miz and Maurice. You know, oh, the, uh, you know, oh my baby. God. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I they didn't even think about that. And with a baby, no less. They're oh, really putting man. the screws to Nikki. So that, oh, so, man. The All of those whole things about John Cena talking about the men shooting blanks. Well, their kid is a couple months old. <laughs> All of those things talking about John. I really wanted Cena to stay on SmackDown. And I know that people were saying that Daniel Bryan has to get the Miz. They need to get exercise that demon. That's going to be the greatest feud of the last year. No. The Miz and Cena, they have some work to do. <laughs> and I'm not yeah. saying that, you know, uh, you know, we may not even be able to see Cena because the Miz is going to bury his ass. <laughs> Yo, uh, Big Cass and Carmella did not make it. but they're No, on the same- I, I didn't say them for a reason. <laughs> uh, but they're all on the same show, so if they get back together, anyone can. <laughs> well, but look, I mean, Mandy Rose and Enzo were on the same show. No, um, um, not Mandy, not Mandy Rose. Rose. Um, Liv, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, they were on the same show. So um, you know, you can move on. Oh, I don't know. Cass I don't know who that out. Enzo person is. Cass has been out doing rehab, so he's just back on the road now. So you never know; he might he might have shown up to cash in his Mella in the bank. I, I <laughs> seriously, she's the champion. You know, she's loving it. Her 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 feel goods is at an all time high. You know, he's gonna have to bounce back one time. I mean, I would not be surprised if that's also on the next season of Total Divas. <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, Colin Cassidy may be suffering from insufficient funds right now, so the bank <laughs> may be closed to him. <laughs> you might have to overdraft that. I don't know. Brie has came out like recently, uh, as in like thirty minutes recently, from E, saying that she will always love John Cena like a brother. Mm. Uh, he'll always be family. My heart is hurting for he, he and my sister. Um, There will be a redemption story here. They will have the ultimate love story of all time once they get back together. And this is all said and done. Hey, Will, when you got some time, you know, in your spare time, dig up that one person who tweeted you and says that no one watches uh, any of that stuff. Oh, God. They- because they're gonna they're gonna think, fill it in two weeks. <laughs> that, that account has been muted because there was way too much of that coming in my mentions <laughs> from that one person, and I'm not I'm gonna mention a name because they do not deserve any publicity. But that child <laughs> has been muted because they don't. Everything they talk about doesn't make any sense. They just looking for, they just looking for publicity, and I'm not gonna give it to them. <laughs> you know how it works on the Twitter. Yeah, you do. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, but nonetheless, I mean, yeah, look, it's a sensitive story, but it's public and it's put on Twitter and um, it, it's a reality show. And that, you know, that invites other people to get involved or invest, you know, their feelings into it. Um, but I absolutely think that um, 
Um, the timing about this seems very, very like, beneficial. Yeah, suspect. <laughs> and I, I I hope for the happy end. I think we do get to see it. Um, and wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think that to be fair, we're, we're not overlooking one major uh, component of this. I don't blame John Cena. I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't. He's been married before. Uh, that obviously didn't work out, you know, well, and that was before yeah. he became, you know, what he is now. Yeah. So, you, I think he he's put in the work and busted his ass to get where he is right now and the standing of the company. Uh, it, it part luck, part skill, but it is what it is. And we've seen ask Hulk Hogan how a divorce works, ask Russell Crowe how a divorce works, mm-hmm. and you know, ask Tiger Woods how it works, and that that is a hell of a paycheck that he had to cut. So I'm not saying that the 75-page document that she had to sign, um, that the fact that she would never be able to be an actual uh, a resident of his home, she would just be a house guest, uh, much like the cat or the mailman. Um, <laughs> but but realistically, he's been burned before, and guys in the business, you know, especially the upper echelon making the money, have been burned a lot. Hulk Hogan was a damn near forest fire. So I'm not saying that I blame him. And his stepfather would be Johnny Ace or John Barnitis. <laughs> well, so it, yeah, I don't know if I would be ready to deal with that because if you're John Cena and you're barely forty and you're doing movies now and you won't be the next Rock, but you will be the next poor man's Rock, Mark Wahlberg with abs, and, and then like you want to, you really want to throw all of that away, all of the John Cena ness that you're really trying to get into as far as being actually famous. He's rich now, but he's damn sure going to be famous on a multi-platform level once he starts to really break out in the movies. And then you throw all that away for Nikki Bella. <laughs> I'm well, not saying that she's not meritorial, but I, I don't blame him. Well, it only took you 40 minutes to get sentimental, something you say you don't do, but there you have it. <laughs> but look, oh, no, I'm, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm not, not sentimental. I'm just saying that, like, because I can give a shit if he gets married or not. I don't care. I, I will say... Yeah. I will, I will say this, that, yes, guys have feelings, because that's exactly what you're pointing to. Yeah, you've been burnt before in the past, so you you, you want to be extra conscious this time. So, yeah, I, I mean, look, to call it off for marrying the secret, secretly a man, I mean, who's to say that they don't secretly do it again soon or, you know, whenever they do do it? I mean, they, they, they're they going to have to let the this storm pass, and they'll end up deciding what's best for the two of them. Um, it's very mainstream right now, so I, I got, that has to incredibly make him uncomfortable. Uh, but you know, once this passing comes down a little bit, and uh, Total Bella season three happens, and um, by the end of the conclusion of that season, they actually do get married. Um, yeah, <laughs> and that will be a special. The marriage will be a special. Where have I heard that from? Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, stay stay tuned for that network special. That could you imagine that being on E and the WWE Network? Streaming there. <laughs> yes. is, is this a match at WrestleMania? Is this is this the new version of Savage <laughs> and Elizabeth at SummerSlam? <laughs> the only way I watch that is if Eric Bischoff is secretly the uh the, the reverend. Yes. And he pulls off the mask. <laughs> yes. Did I just hear myself say three minutes? <laughs> <laughs> the best wrestling wedding ever, right there. Absolutely. Yep. Tremendous. Oh. Oh God, that was way too much. That was way too much fun at that. Um, I will say that uh, Single Dem Out seems to be a curse of things that just never happens. Because also being canceled on Single Dem Out is the, the the Triple G Canelo fight, which has just been rescheduled 
um, because he's now uh, Canelo's serving a, a six month suspension from steroids. So who knows? After six months, maybe we get that ultimate fight again. Maybe we get this wedding. Who who all knows? Um, but next Friday we do have the WWE Greatest Royal Rumble, which streams exclusively live on the WWE Network. Um, 12 o'clock Eastern time. And I think the runtime is supposed to be till three. Uh, so this is a full-blown pay-per-view. And I mean, this card is, seems to be with anyone available on the WWE roster. Um, a lot of rematches from WrestleMania and uh, and a 50-man Royal Rumble. So <laughs> um, you have it all, minus um, females any female matches, which is because of, let me not misquote this, but because of religious reasons, why? No, because Saudi Arabia is a bag of dicks and they don't like women. Um, I mean, like, the, 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 they've done this before. The <laughs> WWE has run shows and on the Ticketmaster receipt, it says, no women allowed. And I don't I don't know legally why that is, but they definitely have a, um, in Iran, it's called the Revolutionary uh police or something like that and um saudi arabia has a similar deal where women and women's it's not equal uh it's nowhere equal. Yeah, so. apparently what i was hearing this morning as far as the the crowd goes there's no there's i mean no women on the show um apparently they're trying to market this there as like you know they're trying to present the country as more progressive and stuff and women are allowed at the show but it can only be if they are accompanied by a man as a family and right. it, the interesting, they're apparently they're going to position them in the seats that are going to be shown on camera. The interesting part, though, is if you're a man and you want to go to the show and get a ticket, you can, but you cannot get seats down there. You're going to be seated like way far away, up in a whole separate section off camera. It's a it's a total political event they got going on here with like certain people can only sit in certain places and. It it's yeah it's WWE is getting getting I'd love to know how much money they're getting to put up with this political minefield that I'm kind of curious in the next week if the story is going to blow up more and get any kind of mainstream traction that they're doing this. Well, okay, so the the backing of this is it's part of Saudi Arabia's the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia's uh, Saudi Vision uh, twenty thirty, and it's basically a giant economic uh, reform program that they have. And they do want to be presented to the West specifically as more progressive. Um, sure, that, that's how you that, that's how you do that by you know putting uh, cute couples together and, and not just having people have fun. But uh, that aside, it is a um, it, it is a thing, and they want WWE has a uh, a tryout that's going on this week. Um, they've been over there trying to get people in Saudi Arabia. So don't be surprised if you see some special participants from the Middle East that will uh, be a part of the greatest Royal Rumble of all time. Um, now, the question good, is... Good point. Good point. No, I mean, that's actually a thing. WWE put that on the website that they're having tryouts there right now. No, no, I mean, um, good point about them be, be, maybe making um, appearances in the uh, Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, right, right before you get to your point, too, I want to say that do y'all feel like this is like a kick in the balls to Abu Dhabi, who basically had they broke history with the Sasha versus Alessa Bliss match, which was like somewhere towards the end of last year, and just the border over, this is like nah, and we're gonna put on a bigger show. 
Um, well, that's part of what that what that means. It's part of their uh, big like global marketing push for the country um, because the Emirates, you know, had the match with um, uh, Bliss and Sasha. And even though they were dressed by our standards conservatively, wear like a full body suit and stuff like that instead yeah. of yeah. their normal ring wear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Saudi Arabia is definitely going all out to be uh, friendly. And, you know, people, people don't realize this, but in the Middle East, you know, rest of the WWE has a major footprint. Uh, they have WrestleMania parties at four in the morning um, at the mall, uh, like Mall of the Emirates has like a WrestleMania live showing um, and they sell out. And it's a, yeah. it's a real deal. Yeah. Now, my thing is, and the problem that I have is, if they can have a live network special in Saudi Arabia, then why can't we get a pay-per-view in England? Now, I don't live in England. Uh, you know, I don't live in the United Kingdom at all. But logistically, the biggest problem about having pay-per-views outside of the country, except Canada, has been the time difference and stuff like that. It would be interesting to see if this if this Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia considering that they're two hours ahead of England, I believe, uh, changes their output on having a global, being a global, actual global company. Because, what? I'm sorry, I think it does. I think this is kind of the first step in that direction. And it's probably just a matter of, you know, the price was right to get them to make the nudge in that direction and make a move. And then I think in time, I think it does happen. It might even happen later this year. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I guess the next question would be, because they're getting the big payday for this show, and I think it's in October. They're doing the big show in um, Australia, it is. So I'm wondering if the uh, big yeah. show they're doing in Australia is going to get the same kind of treatment since it's another big stadium size event. Good point. Um, as as funny that you mentioned that they're getting a big payday here, so that's gonna fund everything else for the rest of the year. <laughs> well, I don't uh, know necessarily like it's if it's a like the big payday per se, because oh, it's absolutely uh, it's absolutely a big payday. It is. I mean, you think well, about. Well, I, mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily a cash transaction money thing. But if WWE has an opportunity to have a live footprint in a in an emerging market, that's a plus for WWE. If they have an opportunity to run a show and not have the uh, logistical local cost, like you know, televising it and stuff like that, the logistics of hiring those guys to do so, then that's uh, um, a thing. But I mean, I'm not sure that the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia is cutting WWE a check to put on a show there. Wouldn't surprise me because they got that oil money. But uh, <laughs> no, that would be. No, that's exactly what it is. I mean, the emerging market is India. That's always been on target. That's always been part of the demographics that they wanted to, to venture in. China has been the other one. So for so for Saudi Arabia to all of a sudden, you know, come out of come out of the blue, this is a financial movement here. This is all of oil money being put together to put on the absolutely biggest show possible that they can. I mean, because when they're in Tokyo. Then they put together subpar pieces and just put together a show. We know right. they can sell out the Tokyo Dome. That's absolutely, without a doubt, easy for them to do. So this, when they get in the game, they get in Cena, who have we haven't seen since, um, um, haven't seen since uh, WrestleMania. Um, he's probably still doing marketing for his movie. You got Triple H coming, uh, wiping the dust off again. Then you have The Undertaker. I mean, that says a lot about the demands there. And then not only just that, that you got a 50-man Royal Rumble, which means that absolutely almost everybody on that roster 
has to make that trip. So there's a lot to be said about the financial uh, backing on this. And I would say probably even more noteworthy than all of that, they somehow got Brock Lesnar to go on a plane and go all the way over there. <laughs> I forgot about that. I mean, we know he won't do nothing unless there's a good number of zeros tacked on the end of that check. So what kind of money are they sending at Brock to go over there and drop the title? Now let's guessing. Now let's ask be, this. Now how long does that fair, match they go? They could have been part of his renegotiation contract. Oh, very oh. true. <laughs> Without a doubt. That's a, that's a hell of a point right there. How long do you think this match goes? Brock is a five-minute type of uh, match guy when this house yeah, house is ten, ten, maybe. Tops. He, does, he does 15. This is absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely a financial movement here. I mean, my, my guessing is they got an easy crowd they're going to be working in front of. That's probably going to be, you know, it's going to be it's going to be an easy house show type of crowd that's going to pop for real easy stuff since they're just going to be happy to have a live show yeah. going on. So, yeah. you know, the pro probably, yeah, I can't see it going more than 10 minutes. I see it be a, unless, Hey, unless they really surprise us and they just have like a total, like squash go down in the cage. And yeah. Just really try it. I mean, who knows this shows it's a wild card as far as how they're going to handle it. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. But anyway, just to talk about the card just a little bit, you have Rusev, who is back on against The Undertaker in the casket match. We can talk about that in one second. John Cena versus Triple H singles match. You have Cedric Alexander defending the Cruiserweight Championship against uh, To Be Determined. The Bludgeon Brothers versus The Usos for the SmackDown Championship. That makes sense because they're on the same brand still. But you have Bray Wyatt and The Hardys versus Cesaro and Samus for the Bankit Raw Tag Team Championships. Now, I don't know. I may not be the smartest person here, but uh, I think we already know who wins this one. Um, we have Jinder Mahal versus Jeff Hardy for the United States Championship. I think we absolutely know who wins that. Yeah, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff, uh, uh, AJ Styles versus Sinsuke Nakamura. Uh, that could be interesting, uh, booking-wise. Then we have a ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship, uh, which is a raw... I think we can consider that a raw title right now with the champions Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor versus The Miz versus Samoa Joe. So two SmackDowns versus two raw people. So Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins, uh, we can see how that goes. And then we have Brock Lesnar, the champion, versus Roman Reigns in the steel cage match for the Universal Championship, concluding the show off with a 50-man Royal Rumble match. That so, we don't know anything that's on the line for. <laughs> yeah, that, and, and, and nor do they. <laughs> and we're a week out, and they have no clue. Uh, first off, Rusev being put back into this Undertaker match, and he was taken off. Then Chris, Jer Chris Jericho replaced him. Then he was put back on. First of all, again, how the heck did they pull a Chris Jericho move here of all people to replace that? I mean, they, they could have did anyone right here. But it's I don't know. I, I mean, I guess money talks, right? That's the theme of things right now. Indeed. Now, I guess it's a matter of if Jericho's still going to go on the plane and be in the Rumble. I mean, it seems like this show is very much an all-hands-on-deck deal, and they're trying to bring over anybody they can to to have some razzle-dazzle for the for the Saudis. Yeah. Get that oil money. So that has to be is if Jericho's still going or not. I mean, I had heard rumors that it might have been something to do with Rusev's uh, 
paperwork to be able to travel over there and maybe they got that sorted out but i mean like i said that's just a rumor i have no idea but i guess we're back to uh rusev day is going to get buried in the desert <laughs> over there unfortunately and hopefully uh that doesn't spell uh out what his uh, immediate future is going to be once this is all said and done there's no way rusev beats the undertaker uh, oh my in a God. casket match. <laughs> Unless Taker's coming back full time and is going to be like working a program with him for the summer. I can't see it. I can't see that either, but by no means. I mean, I, it's, it's again, it's a house show, so the booking here should be pretty much seamless. I mean, looking down the card, there's only two matches that's kind of intriguing. Two and a half, I guess, the Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar thing, but that's still even kind of determined a little bit too. But yeah, we don't even know what this is for. Um, we do have speculation of who's going to be in it, sort of say. Uh, but that's still 50 people. Um, I don't count 50 people on the roster, so I, I do think that, um, uh, to Jamal's point earlier, that some of the uh, trial people should make it on there. Um, there's been rumors of Rey Mysterio also being able to uh, compete in it as well, too, so I don't know. We'll see, but then again, like, what is it all for? If it, if, what is this all for? Are they ever going to announce that? Is the format still going to be the same with 50 people? In this, a 30-person one goes about an hour. So 50 people is almost double. So is this one match going to go almost two hours? <laughs> They're going to send some tag teams out together. They're going to have some 30-second intervals thrown in there. <laughs> at, at, at this rate, I'm fully expecting the winner to get a $9.99 gift card for the award-winning WWE Network. <laughs> I don't know, man. They might get one of those Saudi showers with money. I mean, we've seen that plenty of times. So uh, who who knows? But and nonetheless, it's going to be midday. A lot of people on the East Coast would. Well, everybody's going to be at work. Yeah, I will. Be. America's going to be at work. Because yeah, that's 9 a.m. starting in California. Yeah, can't can't see uh, can't see many people taking off to watch it. But it's on the network. Um, so I, I guess that makes sense. It will. It's, it's interesting. I guess Money Talks again. It's interesting that they put this on the network when there's been plenty of other opportunity of things that should have been on the network as well that they didn't. But it is what it is. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at the seating chart right now on um on the for this for the Greatest Royal Rumble, and it is interesting that they do have uh, tickets available for as um, pretty cheap, but they have a singles and a family section. So if you were to sit in on the on the camera side, uh, then that would be the family section. There you uh, go. Single sections would be, um, you know, on the side facing the stage uh, where we sat in Philadelphia, basically. But you, so they want on the hard cam side to be families. Um, the gold section is uh, opposite on the same side as the hard cam, and the VIP section is um everything floor seats but not ringside because I, i'm thinking they're going to be the ringside folks are probably going to be you know dignitaries somebody from the royal family and and stuff like that yeah but um it's very interesting the way that they've uh done this but you cannot buy ringside tickets even if you wanted to on this wwe.sa um uh, web page so interesting Y'all think any of those uh, regular du dudes that always go to every show, you think any of them make an appearance here? <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, if I see that guy with the Mets jersey on, <laughs> I'm going to throw something at my TV. Or if Izzy 
makes it to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I don't know how she's going to be let in the country. <laughs> she makes it to the show. Now, does, does the does the guy with the long hair and his mom can they get into the family section? That's my question. Oh, they might have to. <laughs> Yo, I'm trying to tell you if. <laughs> I'm just going to say, like, if I see them seriously, good good for them, man. You guys. But you know who I, I do hope make it? I hope K- Coach Gator makes it. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope Coach Gator makes it. And you know what? Maybe he decides to stay. Oh. <laughs> he might find his newest piece of his newest protege over there. You never know. He's got discounting talent. You know that. You know. Yeah, that. of course he is. Of course he all all the Saudi uh, talent because you know that that uh, tracksuit that he's going to be wearing in 114 degree heat in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> um, any other remarks on uh on the greatest Royal Rumble? Uh, will it actually be the greatest Royal Rumble? And if it yeah. and if it is. Then what does that do for the show in January? Oh, we, we're we're back to our American ways, where it's just, that's our greatest. So this is this, we're being we're, we're being let into a spectacle of what it's like to live out there. So this is going to be a movie for us. This is this might as well be a fast Fast and the Furious Nine for all we know it. So <laughs> well, let me, let me ask you this: Is it worth putting on these type of events? Like, let's take the money out of it. Let's uh-huh. take the notoriety yeah. out of it. Yeah, because of the reason you said earlier. Events with no storyline implications. Yeah, because of the reason you said er- earlier. You, well, you, that's, you, why you, I, that's why I said take that out of it. That'd be like because basically it is a, a really good house show, <laughs> you know, that's going to be on the network. But yeah. there's no real le- legitimate storyline implications that are going to progress anything in America. If you miss it, you you miss it, and if you don't, then you don't. Uh, you can always watch it later on the network after work. But realistically. You know, WWE is supposed to be a worldwide company. They are in a lot of regards. I want them to have events around the world uh, that are televised live. I would love to see Raw in Singapore. But if they're not going to treat it as such, then what's the point? Yeah, I mean, again, to your point earlier, I think this is this is definitely, you take the money outside of it, I think it's definitely monumental on, on, numerous, on numerous scales. I mean, you get a sample side... You get a sample dosage of the reception that it will get coming from um, um, from the viewerships from people here, probably network buys, and um, just ultimately just the success of um, that country that that's hosting the event for coming out. I mean, there's a lot of win here, um, and yeah, for them to to continue this um, and doing specials down down the line. I mean, it makes the network more intriguing. Um, and, and it gets all the other countries involved, and yeah, you become the the worldwide global phenomenon that you want to be. So yeah, this is this is a great thing. So yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm not saying it's not a great thing, but honestly, it's a house show. Um, no, I think the fans yeah, if they end up changing the universal title on it, then it's kind of it's kind of more in a house show if they end up doing doing the change there. But outside of that, I mean, yeah, that might be the most only noteworthy thing on the show, assuming they do it. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the storylines are held on Raw and SmackDown weekly. Every country may not have an opportunity to watch that show weekly and or um, when it's aired live. Um, So, you know, if you're able to still put together something on the network that has intrigued and legitimately building or or marketing it as like a boxing spectacle where the best people get together and whatever happens, happens, then that's fine. You know, Boston does good in other countries for that reason. And, um, you know, if you take the storylines part of it and you just put the best versus the best and put a belt on it, 
there's people going, that's going to that's going to buy into that. Oh, uh, okay. I'm, I'm looking at the FAQs real quick from the um, Saudi Arabia website, and it says, "Are men allowed to enter the family section with children?" Because I guess it's presumed that in order for women to go, they need to bring the kids. So that's, and then of course the family section is segregated from the singles section. Mm. It does not say on here in the frequently asked questions, if you are a woman specifically, can you buy a single ticket? Um, and because, but it is interesting that they do make that distinction on other, in other aspects, as far as like family goes and where men can sit and stuff like that. There seems to be, and then looking at the seating chart, two thirds of the stadium is single but the hard cam side are families. So you, I guarantee that this is, you know, obviously it's gonna be a big propaganda piece for the country, but you will see a lot of cuts to the crowd that will be, uh, especially hard cam side, will be women and children. And maybe uh, families of three, you know, husband, wife, and daughter, because if Saudi Arabia doesn't do a damn thing, they love family. <laughs> so that, that's interesting. Um, any other remarks for this? I think we covered it pretty much all we know at this point with a w- little over a week out from the show, unless some, unless there's some big surprise in the next week. I think we know what we're in for. Somebody's it's a matter getting, of what it's going to look like now. <laughs> someone's getting a super sport card that there's only three of them made in the entire world in a trophy. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> well, I, I'm really interested to see what happens with the tryout people. Um, obviously, you know, bringing in people from all over the world is kind of another point to this. So if anybody can actually do some work in the Royal Rumble itself, which would be just a good uh, showcase, uh, it, it's an easy, it's a cheap pop for the audience, and it's an interesting scouting, um, you know, first draft for the talent backstage for the guys yeah. in the back. They need a representative um, from the country as well. I mean, that's 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 right. That's so typical WWE. Right, of course, of course, and that's what that's what they need. Um, I obviously don't think that like a, we're going to see a Santino Morella come out of this. <laughs> um, you know, but you know, I mean, but that's how that worked. So, yeah. Uh, but it will be looking at the people that they have. They got some um, kickboxing guys. They got some MMA guys. Um, they got some uh, soccer players. They say football, but I don't know if they mean soccer. Um, athletes. So, but they got yeah. So, well, I mean, everybody's an athlete, but it'll be interesting to see if this dude, <clears throat> uh, Michelle Hijazi, he's a um, <clears throat> he's six three two forty. And he's played volleyball and soccer and, and competed in bodybuilding. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. And considering how the WWE has their style, can they actually grow some talent out of here? And I hope so. Interesting enough. Uh, you got any news for us before we get out of here? Um, well, no, we kind of touched on most of the stuff because I want to talk about the Roy Rumble tryouts and the um, uh, John Cena shenanigans. But uh, uh, April 20th is, of course, this weekend, and it will be the last uh, show at the American Legion in Reseda, California for PWG. The building's being sold. God only knows what's going to happen to it, probably torn down. But the last match for PWG at that building will be All-Star Extravaganza Weekend. Two shows. The big matches that um, I'm looking forward to, to seeing, hopefully, um, would be of course Keith Lee versus Adam Page, um, the, uh, and then you have tag team champions Matt Riddle and Jeff Cobb versus the Young Bucks versus Dave, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz. Uh, that's going to be nuts. Wow. Uh, on the twenty first, you have Keith Lee versus Jonah Rock versus Walter. That's going to be nuts. Matt Riddle versus Thatcher. 
Taiji, uh, Taiji Ichimori versus uh, Sammy Guevara. That's going to be nuts. So a good weekend in Reseda. And if you don't have tickets, then, well, you'll hear about it later. <laughs> Wait for the DVD. Are long gone. <laughs> right. And then, of course, NXT is coming here, so that'll be a good uh, thing to see. It'll be interesting to see who the, um, will be here, if anybody that's been called up will fulfill their last NXT dates. We'll got you, done. Yeah, we got the, the WWE sent out an email today because my number one concern last night was, okay, what the heck is up with uh, with Cian Almas? Is he going to be there or not? And they are claiming he will be. Supposedly, we will have a main event uh, of a rematch from TakeOver of Andrade Cian Almas and Aleister Black. And then they are also uh-huh. advertising for NXT DC uh, women's champion Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Sane, the Pirate Princess will be in the house. No way, Jose. So he just got called up too. He's supposed to be there. EC3, Cassius Ono, Tommaso Ciampa, Velveteen Dream, Ricochet, Nikki Cross, Candice LeRae, and many more. So we got a pretty stacked lineup showing up tomorrow for NXT DC at the Anthem. And I think I heard there's a little something going on before that, isn't there? That's right. Um, meet us at the Bright the Brighton. Um, four to six. It's the official BGB meetup before NXT um DC. Uh happy hour starts at four. Um four to seven. So plenty of specials and drinks. Meet us at the bar area. Um, you'll see a bunch of you'll see us, you'll see a bunch of Novo Pro fans and other people all and, and anyone who's got the invite, definitely come out. Have fun with us. Uh, talk some wrestling. Meet some new people before we head into the arena. It's within walking distance. It's all over our Twitter. Uh, the event is officially on the Facebook page, too, to get all the information. Um, there, as far as location and um, parking situation, whatever your means of getting down there. So you definitely uh, stop through and kick it with us before you get in there. Again, that's starting off at 4 p.m. We'll probably stay there until about 6 because... Believe the doors for NXT tick, uh, opens up at 6.30. So, again, it's walking distance. So, you know, it is what it is. And when doors open up, I mean, bell time is until 7.30, I believe someone told me. So That's what it plenty, says on the email, yeah. Yeah, plenty of time for you to get your food and drinks in before you uh, get your head smacked at um, Anthem. Because although their food is good, um, you will be paying stadium prices within there. But it's a beautiful arena. I can't. I really can't wait. So, um. And what else do we got going on this week? Oh, Friday. Friday. Old Dominion Rumble, Friday night with Nova Pro. That's right. Uh, details on that. Let's see, because that is, of course, at the JCC out in Fairfax. It's been a little bit since Nova's been out there. Yeah. But they're going to have we'll have the greatest Royal Rumble next week. We are going to have the greatest Old Dominion Rumble on Friday night with the first ever Rumble for Nova Pro with 30 entrants coming down for that and there will be some mixing of uh the ladies and the men involved in that match since we have seen some names like uh daphne's been announced for yeah. it and uh aspen the mermaid's been announced too yeah. i think mm-hmm. so there, there, there's a lot of gonna be a lot of big names there and i guess now the old dominion rumble the winner of that is going to get into the commonwealth cup coming up in june and also get to pick their first round opponent so could be a lot of interesting things coming out of that, depending who uh, wins the Rumble, because you could have like someone like decide they want an easy first round opponent and just kind of slide on through or something, or who knows? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's going to be really interesting. And there's 
I think a whole season, the rest of that card. Let's take a look here. What else do you remember being on the card, gentlemen? Uh, we have, um, uh, we do ha- we have two fatal two fatal four way matches uh, for um, for entrance for the Commonwealth Cup. Uh, we do have a couple of singles competitions going on there. We have um, let me let me pull this up right now. We got uh, Eric Royal and the Ugly Ducklings taking on the one percent in a six man tag. Logan Easton, Leroux, Bobby Shields, and Gunner Miller. That should be. Heck of a match there. No love lost there. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Shazza McKenzie making her debut against another Nova Pro regular in Jordan Grace. Thick Mama Pump. Of course, my daughter, Little Hobo, would be thrilled that Pow Meow is back. Alley Cat and Christy Jane. They're going to take on the Hooligans, who were at the, uh, the Firehouse back in February? Two shows ago? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep. they, they were really good. I was really impressed with them. So that should be a real interesting matchup. Yeah, we got um so Aladon had to pull from the from the match, uh from the card. So um Laney Luck will be replacing her against the Bride of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. Angela's Lane. That's always and anything with Angela's Lane always becomes intriguing and and uh could potentially burn the house down at any moment. <laughs> What else we got? Um, Two Commonwealth Cup qualifiers, like you said, one for the Women's Commonwealth Cup with uh, the returning Veda Scott and uh, Jordan Blade, who we saw on the tryout shows last month. She's here uh, to stay now. Yeah, she's she's fighting for a spot in the Commonwealth Cup and uh, Skyler and uh, the debuting face Brooke. Yeah, quite the uh, interesting name and a gimmick there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not quite sure what to think of that, but I guess we'll find out on Friday night. And then on the men's side, it's uh, John Schuyler, Percy Davis, Wheeler Yuta, who we've seen before, and uh, the warhorse Jake Parnell in yeah. the Commonwealth qualifier. And I'm sure there'll probably be some other action going on. But uh, yeah. 30, 30 person rumble. I know mean, you got a pick for the 30 person rumble yet. Ah, <laughs> no, no. uh, Josh Fuller. That's where I'm going with this. Oh, one. you really going out there? You really yeah. going out there thinking Josh gonna go over on it? That's right. God. That's right. That's right. Uh, but before that, before that match happens, Jamal, where will we be at on that? Nope. When, uh, well, before that match happens, um, at, well, to be fair, I think that Josh Fuller, Fuller um, has a about a chances winning the uh, Commonwealth Cup. And the uh, Old Dominion Rumble, as uh, I do. So I think actually Ed Dow, we uh, we might see him in the Rumble. Oh, uh, <laughs> some dudes before Josh Fuller gets a chance. Just saying. Um, one thing that Nova Pro tweeted that I thought was interesting that I didn't hear mentioned is that the winner of the Old Dominion Rumble not only picks, uh, you know, gets bragging rights for winning, but they get to pick their opponent in the Commonwealth Cup. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's. Could think, be interesting uh, first round. Do you go hard and eliminate somebody that you has a chance of winning, or do you take it easy? Sage Phillips um, winning and then calling out Logan, <laughs> that could be very, yeah. very, very, very interesting there. He's already yeah. in it, but for him to actually call out the winner of last year and actually going over the throne in last year's winner, for the first round, that 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 will be making a statement there. Yeah, there's a, yeah. There's a lot of possibilities. 
So yeah, well, my, my pick to win is Volk Rocket. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a, that's a possibility. Now yeah. I'm looking at it now. Like I'm assuming people like that have already qualified or someone like Logan Easton Leroux. I'm, I'm assuming they're probably going to be doing double duty and also in the Rumble. So if you're already qualified and you win, gee, I would assume that then you get to change your matchup. So right, yeah, so I mean, I mean, I wouldn't put it past the one percent to make their first round incredibly easier. <laughs> you know, and uh, lay down for them or something. I mean, there's a lot of ways this can go. So it's going to yeah. be an interesting night and feed right into uh, this coming June with the Commonwealth Cup. That's yeah. right. And as always, before any Nova Pro show, minus Nova Pro shows that have seminars beforehand or even shows that have double shows um, because of timing issues, we will get you started giving you all the information as far as um, changes to the matches, uh, merch deals, um, calling you out the directions for anyone who may be coming for the first time, um, keeping you updated on the quality of seats ready. Uh, we host the kickoff pre-show. Um, so, um, definitely stay tuned for that. I always get the timer wrong, but of course I'll be announcing it, uh, over and over. I think it's, I think we started at six 30, I believe. Uh, yep. depends on when doors open, to be honest. Doors open at seven 30. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So maybe about six o'clock, um, six o'clock, we go for an hour. Um, you know, um, the talent got to get together for the meeting and stuff. So we don't like to interject on that. But uh, again, you know, we we get you right. Um, give me all the latest information as you make your way down into the Northern Virginia area um, this time at the JCC with all the information for it. So we look forward to that. So a lot of work for us this week. Uh, so we got the NST meetup tomorrow. Well, that's not work. That's going to be fun. <laughs> and, um, and and then we're kicking uh, Friday off with Nova Pro. So a lot of fun things going on this week. And uh, by no mis- by by all means, if anybody who um, is just looking for more, 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 more wrestling this week, uh, you do have um, the MCW show, which is going to be on Saturday, um, which is um, in Joppa, Maryland. Uh, let me get that information for you really quick. Pull that up. Um, oh yes, yeah, it's, the, it's their tribute to the legend show, which is going to have. Um, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Shawn Michaels, and others you can meet. Um, that will be April 21st at the MCW Arena. That is in Joplin, Maryland. Um, information is obviously on mcwprowrestling.com. You also can find information about it on our website as well, too. And again, you have the opportunity to meet people such as Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, just to name a few. So um, definitely step over to the website to get tickets for that um yeah but that's all we have tonight um let's uh do some plugging <laughs> will just in case anybody has no clue who you are again and needs needs help finding you <laughs> yes indeed uh at heel will mahoney on the twitter and instagram uh will mahoney from the snack society will be down at nova pro of course with uh, some sort of a item to review. We got quite a number of things on hand at the moment, so I'm not quite sure what we're going to pull out of our uh, snacking uh, snack sack or whatever. <laughs> oh, no. Snacking wanna... archives. Exactly. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I want to touch the snack sack. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee you this. We will not have peeps this a time. Snack, a snack sack. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you can check us out on a on – a, 
on YouTube. You can find any of the videos on Twitter by just doing a hashtag Snack Society all day, every day. Uh, Bran and Tony this week were at Smash Burger to check out their $4 value French onion double burger. I heard that went over pretty darn well with them. And uh, coming up tomorrow before the NXT show uh, over WrestleMania, we reviewed the uh, Wasabi Doritos. So we'll be covering those and uh, we'll have something at Nova Pro on Friday. We'll figure it out. But like I said, hashtag Snack Society at Heel Mahoney on the Twitter. And there you go. Wrestling and snacking. What's there not to like? Well, since you guys got the infamous taste buzz, we'll, we'll definitely be checking out that calamari tomorrow at the oh, Brighton. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have to see if that's that's going over for the stomach. Um, and uh, yeah, so you got all that information there. And Jamal, I mean, obviously people know you. So go ahead and just plug. Uh, let us know what you just uh, recently reviewed, and yeah, we'll end the show on that note. Yep, uh, I saw. Um, what come, what's what is this? Twentieth? Yeah. So I saw. Uh, I feel pretty. The Amy Schumer movie. Uh, definitely have some thoughts on that. Uh, Super Troopers two is out this weekend. I did not get a chance to see it, but I do hear good things. But uh, yeah, if you want to see uh, any reviews, anything we uh, have going on, you can uh, hit me up on the Twitter machine at Giant Crap Crap with a K and extra B. Or uh, BigGoldBellGroup.com, and I post a lot of the reviews there. Sounds good. All right, well, definitely thank you, uh, everybody, for tuning in for our special Wednesday episode. Again, we got a busy week coming up, so we had to move things up a little bit. Um, and, again, catch us tomorrow. Be there. If you can't be there tomorrow, then definitely catch us Friday. Be there. And if you can't be there either, then catch us next Thursday for our next show. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in.